Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. G'day, guys and girls. Welcome to the SC Playbook Weekly Wrap podcast for round 12 of NRL Supercoach. Tim Williams on deck this Sunday evening, whilst Carlos, the regular man on the weekly wrap, uh, he's unavailable for selection this weekend. He's got a schoolboy carnival. He's out scoping the next generation of KPs and the likes up there in Queensland. So whilst he's out, and I'm in uh, just for this week, one week only, and looking forward to, to doing something a little bit different and, and do the, the immediate reactions essentially to the round that's been. Whilst obviously normally put to a little bit more probably of a rugby league uh, overall focus on this or he, he generally he'll do you know a, a bit of an opening to the game recap the match touch on a few footy things then obviously go into the super coach analysis uh, it'd be a lot shorter and sharper with tonight's potty i'll just be going over essentially the super coach pointers for it bloke in a bar podcast tomorrow morning that one is so sit down and talk rugby league for about four hours on there so to get stuck into it and we'll start with the broncos and the panthers game Panthers obviously coming out 15-4, victors in this one, starting with Paddy Carrigan, who turned up essentially in base stats. 62 tackles. What do you have? 16 runs, three offloads, a couple of tackle breaks. Those stats are just absolutely mammoth uh, for Paddy. So not exactly super coach relevant <clears throat> uh, being with Origin coming up, but just a, worth a shout-out to him. Payne House, 63, trucking long as he always does. Stunted a little bit by just a really dominant Panthers pack in this game, but still a decent result. Uh, hold or sell Huss now, leave that one up to owners. But, you know, with Broncos going very well this season, they've got a fair bit of forward depth. I can see him getting rests or, like, at least lesser minutes over the origin period. So I don't mind the idea of, of cashing him in now. If we play with better coverage, obviously round 13 next week, so the first of the major bye weeks. So, yeah, Reese Walsh is obviously the other one who got up to 42 points against Penrith. Uh, look, we'll have Origin teams tomorrow morning, I believe, so you'll find out about him, but <clears throat> I would be a little surprised if he was there. Maybe he's 18th man, but I don't see him getting picked uh, with KP playing the way he is, and just he's the incumbent there for good reason. So he'll be the fullback. So Walsh is a hold, and uh, I think you probably hold him essentially long-term. He's had a few tough weeks and scored not the best, but, man, he's, he's an absolute elite player. Katoni Staggs made a little bit of a joke about it on uh, on social media over the weekend, but 41 points. He's going to be sub-400K and plays that first major buy-around. So, I mean, I don't think I could do it. He's been terrible this season, supercoach-wise, but you know there's going to be people interested in it. Over at the Panthers, Nathan Cleary, 125 points, gun. 
I think that I'm probably just going to hold through the origin period. I'm looking to probably sell Nico. Nico having that, uh, obviously, misses what, round 16, round 17, provided he gets picked for the Blues, which sounds all but confirmed. So I'm probably looking to flip Nico at top, top dollar. Uh, before he does, he'll leak some cash. He's got two tough games after round 13 when he comes back as well. So hold clear, he's probably selling Nico at this stage. Taruba. Crossed the line, 78 points, scored an early try in that game. Decent base, so he's probably one that people are looking to offload. I sold him last week to Ruva. He, I mean, with good cash income, you probably just hold on to Ruva now with, I believe, around 16 coverage <coughs> as well. Pete's doing a job. Biz is doing a job, but, you know, um, Bizarre Brian Toe, he's a, a reasonable sell candidate if you are looking to free up some spots over the origin period. Sonny Luke, a really interesting one to play that I was looking at flipping this week. He's now a uh, guru Guru mentioned, uh, sort of on social media, that played 70 minutes in his last cup today. So he, it sounds like Kenny's going to spend, uh, Mitch Kenny, a lot of time at 13 throughout the origin period, giving Isaiah a bit of a spell. So Sonny Luke, I was looking maybe going like sort of him to Reese Robson this week or, or JMK, but Luke might be a hold now. Uh, I've got to say at the top of the show, but <clears throat> the Stallions, big, big week for the Kuma Stallions, 1,379 points. The week just everything went well for me just about. Like it started with the first, uh, was it the second game? Now? Billy Smith only getting 24, but he... he Outside of that, just about everything hit the spot. So I had Jareem Buller. I played him. He's just updated it to 124 points. There was oh, updates in um, for, I think, all the Saturday games now. So this is obviously prior to Sunday updates. I held Cleary. I held on to James Tedesco, who, look, called this for a while, but I uh, thought with Joey Manu out of the team and Joey Hutchins in the halves, the Roosters were pretty ordinary, but Teddy became the focal point of the attack again, so he bounced back with 118. Dill Brown turned up. Uh, Nico was solid enough as captain, 71 points. Fafida turned, Ruben Garrick turned, so great week for the Stallions, and more than anything, I didn't, you know, touch wood that nothing uh, sort of comes out over the next few days, but I didn't have any injuries to my side or, or any of that, so I dodged the Ryan Madison and Ben Trebojevic and a couple of these, so... Should have a hopefully full squad on deck next week. And yeah, very, very happy with the, the week that was. Moving on to the second game of the round, and that was that Dragons and Roosters. So yeah, really chuffed about Teddy. Uh, we'll start with the Dragons. So Jack DeBellin, really solid again, 64 points. <clears throat> Look, I'm probably looking to get him in at the price, but uh, owners will be very happy with him, and he's playing big minutes and doing really, really well there. Tyrell Sloan, 29 points, far out. He'll be bottom dollar again soon. Be able to lock him in as a cheap in a couple of weeks at about 200k. Um, so not a lot to touch on at the Dragons elsewhere. At the Roosters, they were they were really poor in this game. It was so exciting to see for the Jags to win that one on the bell. Terrific finish, but really pretty ordinary quality game. The Roosters were just horrific. So uh, they don't play round 13. The Dragons do play round 13 next week. So the Roosters... There's an opening for Jake Turpin at hooker. Now that Cheese Cheese is out for, I believe, six to eight weeks, got injured in that game. Turpin's 223k. He had a break even coming into the game of 15, scored 20 mid-20s. <clears throat> so Turpin, 
We won't have to move on him straight away, but it'd be interesting to see what, if he starts at hooker round 14, which is expected, he could play big minute and be a really handy little uh, little play there at hooker for us. So one to, to keep an eye on. Moving on to the Bunnies and the Eels. Uh, oh, sorry, just on Billy Smith. Just wasn't his game. He, he unfortunately, after two really great games uh, to start the season, he had a shocker. Tried his ass off, but... Everything he tried to do, just nothing went right for him. So a poor score, 24 points, but <clears throat> I wouldn't lose faith in him uh, just yet. Certainly not. Para putting a, I wouldn't say cricket score. Cricket score was the Tigers game, but putting a decent score on the Bunnies, 36-16 there. The Bunnies will start with Cody Walker turning up again. I'm eyeing him off this week. I'm looking at going Nico Hines out. Flipping Phoenix Crossing up to halfback for the week and then bring Cody Walker at 5'8 because the Bunnies draw in coming weeks really, really nice. <clears throat> Raiders this week, uh, round 13. Then they play the Titans and the Dragons. They also have round 19, the third major buy-in coverage. So uh, I think Cody Walker looks a yeah, pretty juicy one. To, uh, it's a bit too hard to pass up. Trell Mitt, 41, a down game for him. So big decision for Trell owners. As I said... It's a really good draw for the Bunnies. So what do you do with him? I think he will be approximately... I mean, he'll be dropping a stack of cash only this week. So he will be approximately 850k this week with a really quite a large break, even I would say after that 41. So shout out to Jay Schubert, who's been doing some absolutely wonderful articles for the SC Playbook website in recent weeks. If you haven't seen them, go and check them out. They are based around origin coverage, teams and players and whatnot with the best draws. It's some really wonderful writing. So Love having Jay on board at the moment and uh, on Twitter. Give him a follow at J85S. He puts up mid-round, essentially, what the break-even will likely be or approximately and the price change that they're going to have. So if you can't wait till a lockout ending, like uh, a few of us Supercatch nerds, he has that there for you. So uh, uh, what do you do with Trell Mitt? <sighs> Look, with the Bunnies going really well, you know, he'll be in a position to rest, but he's playing centre for the Blues, so look, he might only have eight or nine runs a game, to be honest, for the Blues. And with games against the Titans and Dragons, I think you hold him uh, through those two games and then reassess and just, you know, hold firm because Jesus is gone. Uh, Alex Johnston found a bit of try-scoring form. He bounced back after a poor week, so very, very happy to see that one. <coughs> Over at the Parramatta Eels, we had uh, Mitchie Moses... There are a few lunatics that sold there after that game where he got his concussion and scored about 15 points, but he had the ball on a string. Like It was like he had a, like cobwebs all over him, spiders all over him. People couldn't touch him. He, he looked wonderful. Him and Brown's combo oh, was, was really enjoyable viewing. I, I loved watching this game. There was so much class about it. Mitchie all of a sudden becomes off the back of one monster game. Again. I think that's two out of his last three games. He's gone massive. Becomes a buy option at halfback. Dill Brown, uh, so the Moses, obviously, because he had a poor score two games back before getting that, uh, suffering the concussion, he the break-even was still be pretty high, but don't be put off because when the 15 or whatever that score was, drops out of his rolling average, it, it'll be pretty low again after his 130. So buy option, Dill Brown, he's flying at the moment in terrific form. So I... <laughs> You have to pay up for him big time, Dill. So he's going to be well over 800k this week. Do you do it or not? Him v Cody. Look, I'd 
if I had to pick one of them, probably Cody because of their draw. Uh, I think the Bunnies. Whereas Dill Brown, who have the Parramatta got coming up? <clears throat> Cowboy. Uh, yeah, so Parra also have the round 14 bye, which is that really tricky week. Their draw's good. Cowboys, then bye, then Doggies, then Manly. Uh, Manly in that origin week where they'll be missing a few plays as well. But because of the round 14 bye, probably lean towards maybe Cody Walker. Tough one. Power also do play the three major buy rounds, so both terrific options, and uh, I'll fortunately be having both, but it will cost me Nico Hines. Jane Hopgood, outstanding. Ryan Madison injured. That's such a blow for owners. It's, you know, you can be the best super coach in the world, but sometimes luck just doesn't go your way. So when you look at, you know, Maddo owners, they've lost a, an out-and-out gun who people would have been scrambling to get this week. Uh, and now they lose him more than likely, pending. I think it was a calf that he did, so it looks as though he'll be unavailable. But hopefully, uh, owners get good news on, on Maddo when he plays, but <clears throat> it doesn't look that way. Wherimu Greg, 58 points. With Maddo going down, Andrew Davey failed an early concussion, failed his HIA early on and didn't play many minutes. So Wherimu Greg played extra minutes and was great. With Junior Ballo out next weekend, Greg goes from all of a sudden being. I mean, Joe O, often Gower, he could be into Parramatta this week, but Greg will at least do a job through, at worst case, uh, the the first major buyout. Clint Gutherson, 25 points in a game where they put 36 points on the Eels. So really frustrating one for owners there. So he is set to lose a roundabout... What's he at? Um... Where are we? Apologies. Gutho is going to drop at 75k. He'll be available around about 700k with a break, projected break even uh, of around about 135. So, but while he's got that monster break even, with that great Parramatta buy coverage, he, he becomes a, a genuine option there uh, at a more affordable 700k. And apologies before, I can't remember what I said, but uh, Trail Mitt set to drop about 71k with a break even of 117. Uh, so yeah, William and Greg set to go up 20k. So good winners uh, for Greg. Moving on. Oh, the other one that could win out there at the Eels. For anyone who's still got Matt Dury, now losing Lane, Madison, uh, obviously Bowler to Origin. Dury could end up on the starting edge and playing big minutes for, for Parramatta this week. So that would be such a win. And I mean, pending Maddo's injury news what's he at Dory he'd have to be cheap had a lot of games off the bench there 283k if he comes into a big minute edge roll he's probably a sneaky one but I mean he didn't exactly score well in big minutes earlier anyway 73 and 72 minutes first two rounds of the year for 34 and 41 so you probably wouldn't buy him but if for whatever reason you do still own him because he didn't really get up that much in price peaked at 336 could be a, a little win for owners there Guys, girls, if you're out there Sunday night and you've uh, you've had a crook weekend on the punt, you know what? You might have had a good weekend on the punt, but you might sit there and just be going, you know what? Well, I've put a little bit uh, too much into my account this weekend. I, I've, you know, the wallet's taken a hit, and I think probably, you know, not speaking from personal experience as such, but I think people that would have had any sort of issues with their gambling in the past, there'd just be this little ill feeling inside that just makes them feel like a little uneasy about, you know, something's up. If you do get that little off feeling when you're having a pun or after a weekend where you've lost a bit too much, 
Guys, reach out to Gareth White and the team at CCAL. So really wonderful organisation. Helps with your, anyone that is having a bit of trouble with their punting. It might not be a massive problem, but if you do feel you're getting a little bit out of control, there is help available with this, the team. So... It's a completely free service. I know that there's been SC Playbook listeners reach out to them, so follow along. You can hit them up, completely confidential. Flick them a message on Instagram at Seekal Gambling. That is C-E-C-A-L Gambling. You can also email Gareth directly, the CEO at gareth.w at C-E-C-A-L dot org dot A-U. Uh, not a decision I think you'll regret. So nothing nothing wrong with that at all. Guys, moving on into the Sharkies and the Knights. Sharkies putting a, a decent score on here, 26-6. Nico Hines, 71. Despite being pretty dominant from the Sharkies, it didn't look like Nico did that much, to be honest. And check the score as skipper, and I was like, 71 points, you know what? Uh, you take that. That is, is much like in that Nathan Cleary mould if you just accumulate stats across every category. So there was nothing really major there. He ended up with, there was no tries. There were no try assists. He had five goals, 12 tackles, three tackle breaks, two force dropouts, one line break, a line assist, three runs. Wow. Nico, what's doing, lad? But regardless, so look at that. He had three runs and he scored 71 points. Yes, Lord Nico. Uh, to the rest of that game for the Sharkies, kind of Tracy, he's a, He's an NRL quality player, honestly. He should be starting every week for a side or at least be on the bench. <clears throat> so valuable and su- such a versatile footballer. Honestly, this side every week, like Mulitalo, 65, obviously Sifa's out, hopefully back round 14 after that bye for them. Uh, Sonny Katoa, he's won. The Sharkies, I believe, have pretty good by coverage. They play round 16 and round 19. So, look, we'll talk a lot more about them come round 14 because they, they're just going to become hot, hot property. You know, Jesse Ramey and T. Wilton have struggled on the weekend, but <clears throat> some serious numbers there. Uh, over at the Knights, who also offer round 13 coverage, Caelan Ponga, 50, uh, had that little head knock worry early on, but came back and scored a try. I don't think too many would have jumped on last week, but you're playing with fire if you did, especially with Origin looming. looming. Greg Marju, 49, Lockie Miller, 35, two players that I haven't owned and I've been really interested in buying them, but it's just not quite happening for them at the moment. But, I mean, Marju didn't score a try, so his you know, numbers were still pretty good considering. You obviously certainly hold both of them this week. I, I do think probably Caelan Ponga takes a lot of the attack away from Lockie Miller. He's hurting him in that regard, and, and it's probably no surprise because... He just commands a lot of good attacking ball that Lockie Miller was getting when KP was out. Look at Marzio, 11 tackle busts. He had 12, 17 runs, 12 of them over 8 metres, so good numbers for Marzio. He's a hold. I think Marzio's probably a hold long-term, to be honest, unless uh, the, the Knights really do hit the skids, but they, they've shown enough this season to show they should be thereabouts for the season. Uh, and, yeah, and then definitely just hang tight on Lockie Miller for for the time being, uh, as I said, at least, at least for around 13 <clears throat> Phoenix Cross them a boy, 36, oh, I didn't play him this week, but played decent minutes once again, so Phoenix, one more week from you mate, give us a good score in the only week that I'll, I'll need to play, he's earning some good cash, and yeah, do, doing a job there, nothing phenomenal, but if he can punch out 40 or 50 points for me this week, it would be lovely, 
Bradman Best, cheeky little pod that no one's really spoken about. He hasn't been um, to wonderful this year. He's basing 33 still, which is so elite for a CT dub. Scored a double against the Titans. Before that, he's only scored three tries all season, uh, besties. And we know he's been, in the past, what he's averaged, 62. That was back in 2020. The last three years, he's averaged around that 50-point mark. So the round 14 buy makes it a little bit awkward. But, you know, he's pretty cheap. He's around the, about that 525k mark. So one to consider. Adam Elliott, I think his return from injury came a little bit too late for us. I do think he's going to develop into a big-minute player this season for the Newcastle Knights. But he's because he's only played the two games back from injury, still building to those minutes. And what is he? 564K coming into this round with a big break even. And with only a couple of games under his belt, I think he's, yeah, it's just come a little bit too soon for ads, which is a bugger because he could have been picked up at a nice, cheap little price. Uh, moving on to the next game, and that is the Tigers and the Cows out at Leichhardt Oval. I was at this game, 66-18. What a demolition. Stafford Tower, 152. Speaking of blokes who just are NRL quality through and through, he should not be playing reserve. Great, absolute gun. And I'm glad he's finally got his chance uh, at the Tigers and looks to have cemented a spot there. So he shouldn't be losing that anytime soon. Dream Buller. Oh, I've spoke so fondly of this bloke the last couple of weeks, and... I, I went against my probably my what my head was telling me in terms of going the cheapy at fullback when I, being such a key high scoring position. I thought, oh, you know, I didn't really trust the Tigers. And I, I wanted two guns at fullback. I went, nah, this kid has got something to him. Uh, One hundred twenty four points. So to watch that game and he scored in the last two or three minutes. He had I think a couple of try assists. He was just brilliant. So he is going to make a ton of cash. Let's see what. Jay Schubert had for him. So he's going to make another 96K this week and sit with a break even of around about negative 25. He could be the cheapie of the year, the way he's going. He's making some absolute bank cash and, you know, you can't get every... Ch- so he'll be about almost 450K next week. He could be peaking... You're obviously holding through to round 16 now, you would imagine, for the, the coverage. It does make me a little nervous being own, fullback only that <clears throat> we need him to maintain the form. Not that much, but at least hold his when he does max out in price. Just because, you know, you look at all these gun fullbacks going around and, and you are sitting there with Buller, but, man, I'm so, so happy I jumped on him and picked him up. And if you missed out on him... If you missed out on him, but with that need 25 break even, the way he's looking, he's still probably a buy round 14. The Tigers don't have the uh, play round 13 bye week. So, look, he's he's looking good and absolutely stoked that uh, yeah to, to have bought him and, and played him, more importantly, in my side this week. So, a few other really good Tiger scores there. Just players to look out for. It sounds like Appy might miss Origin. So, we'll reassess them all come round 14, but two poo tunned up. They had five tons, which... Well, sorry, six tons, which I'm sure isn't that surprising when you put 66 points on. Stefano Udukamanu, 80 points, my boy. I've reluctantly held on to him this season uh, just because he was just sort of plugging away as my third front row four when required. But scored a try, had a line break, four tackle bars, 16 runs, 13 of which were over eight metres. So, oh, 
I was looking to flip him this week. It'll be him or probably Welch going to Torhu Harris for me. Uh, really keen to get Torhu in with that dual positioning and just an absolute workhorse. He's a workhorse, Torhu, but his combination with like Fanua Blake and a few of the other forwards there, his late passing game at the line is wonderful, and he's jagging some good attacking stats. So Stefano, though, look, he still might be a sell this week anyway, but there's some money in coming all of a sudden because he scored right last week too, mid to late 40s. So, yeah, good job, lad. Cowboys. Ugh. I was a little bit reluctant in selling Val Holmes last week down to Billy Smith just because they're, they're decent enough matchup for the against the Tigers at Leichhardt where, um, to call a spade a spade, the Tigers have been pretty poor at Leichhardt in, in, for a number of years now when they play there. And I was at the Knights game at Leichhardt a month or two back and where they got done there and just had no right to lose that game. So... Sold Val, he only got 52 points and uh, missing now three of the next four games. And there's a buy there for the Cowboys round 15, I think it is, and Origin either side. So Val is now a sell. He's done a rock-solid job to date, and I'll be looking at him post-Origin, but for the time being, yet yeah, it's, it's time to move on there. <coughs> Helam Lukey, obviously very high on Lukey in Supercoach uh, this week, sorry, last week, 23 points. There, as soon as Luciano Leilua got cleared of his off-field stuff and got named to play to come back in the squad, I put a line through him straight through. So hopefully, you had to listen to the uh, the listening Q and A podcast, and I also threw it around across a few different areas of social media. So yeah, the minutes were always going to be the issue with when Luciano came back, and definitely stunted any hope of playing that sixty to eighty minutes sort of thing. So he played fifty on the weekend. I mean, look, let's be fair; it didn't help being in absolutely obliterated side with so many stoppages due to all the tries scored. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, just with Luciano coming back, the minutes are always going to be the concern there. Obviously playing round 13, the Cows. So Luciano, 43 points, first game back. Maybe he's one for... He played good minutes. He played 60 minutes, first game of the season. So he might be a sneaky little pod, but honestly, the way the Cows are going, he'd be pretty brave. Reese Robson, only 43 points. Again, there's actually a bit of talk about him around the, the Central Origin squad. That's why I held off getting this week. But he's going to be really cheap uh, around the what, 5 550k mark next week. So uh, one to keep an eye on, <clears throat> although with the Sonny Luke news a little bit earlier, maybe just hold, hold tight with him because Harry Grant... Melbourne Origin players, I think they've got the buy around 13 and 19, so... With Melbourne only going okay, they might be... He might be a hold, Harry, over that period, but even so, he's not exactly scoring that well. So uh, a few decisions to make around Hazard. Moving on to the last game on Saturday night, and that was the Dolphins 16, Storm 24, getting the dub there. So when I made the move on the the trade of uh, not going with Lukey, I... Scout all the options, and there were players that I liked, but there were just a few question marks, namely around origin selections. So not to jump the gun on it, I ended up going with uh, Lemuelu. Knocked out 50 points, so solid enough. Just a lot to like about him. So he had the negative break-even, which will flatline after this week because of he had that big ton a couple of weeks ago. But great Dolphins by coverage. Plays round 13, plays round 19, Dual position, 2RF CT dub, which is so handy, especially as a, an owner of 
Tyrone Peachy at the time, I thought I'd probably be getting Benny Chamoyevich next week as well. So I would have had three dual to RFC to Dalton, which would have been gold. I mentioned earlier in the season that uh, about a month ago when a few people looked to buy him, that his base hadn't been great. And it hadn't been, to be fair. But the last three weeks uh, leading into this one, he'd had base of 50, 50, and 44. So getting much better. He's just a very good footballer who runs a tremendous line. Attacking stats are going to come with him, I think. Look, there's like potential keeper status in him. I don't think he will be because there. I think there's going to be a lot of gun to RFs make their way. But as an origin period buyer, I think Lemuelu is a pretty rock solid play, and yeah, one that I, I'm pretty happy to have in my team because he just he looks the goods, doesn't he? Uh, anyway, Isaiah Katoa. If anyone played him for his seven points, that's an absolute ball breaker. I mean, hopefully you didn't. A game against Melbourne, not overly that appealing. But, yeah, Jeremy Marshall King, 53 points. He remains a, a rock-solid buy at hooker. He'll cost you, you know, around about 680 to 700K, so not cheap, but <clears throat> really good buy coverage option. Cody Nicarima, anyone who jumped on him cheap, he 97 points. Jermaine Asako just keeps getting it done, 97 points of his own. So with that great buy coverage, the Finns, uh, a few little options there to, to keep an eye on. But yeah, Lemuelu is the one for me. Over at the Storm, Eli Katoa crossed the line. And he's one that one that I wouldn't... What have they got? So, so they've got the buy. He plays around 16. Doesn't play around 19. So it might be a little bit hard to get, back, to get him back in. But anyone who held would be very happy. With Isaiah Katoa, crossed for a try there and had a try assist. Meany, 76. Uh, Jerome Hughes, 63. Again, Melbourne don't play round 13, so probably more to consider for round 14. Christian Welch, 46, after his big 68 last week. Not big, but solid 68 last week. A potential hold if he misses the origin side for, for round 16 coverage. Look, probably one, he'd be really solid if he doesn't play origin third front row forward. You wouldn't look to play him each week, but if you needed to, uh, he's pretty reliable, Welchie. So not the best score there, but again, solid enough. Cam Munster, only 35. Yeah. Doggies and Titans. Doggies, the second half revival. Matty Burton pulled the strings in that second half. He he won in the game, essentially, Matty Burton. He, he was awesome. 88 points. Interesting to see if he lands around the Origin squad. With Nico, it sounds like Nico will be named at 14, so probably not Birdo, which means, I mean, look, you couldn't go early on him because he's going to be so close to that Origin squad for game two and three, even if he's not named for game one, so probably not, but 88 points. The Doggies, what have they got? I believe they play the next two major buy rounds, 16 and 19. Because I don't play 13, won't go into too much detail here, but Jacob Preston is a rock-solid hold for that reason, for his buy coverage, 60 points a gain. Jacob Kiraz, he's going to be so cheap. So Kiraz next week, so he's set to drop 15k this week with a break-even of 52. Scored a late try in this one to rescue score. Look, he doesn't probably look 100%, to be honest, but he's going to be about 475, 480k. Look, he's nowhere near the form of earlier in the year, but he based 45 last week. He was busy again today, so 
busy enough, I should say. Round 14 at the price would be really, really hard to pass up, especially as he does get back to full fitness uh, following that injury a couple of a month or two ago. So one to keep an eye out for there. Reed Marnie, 19. She was... Uh, I, I think you've just got to sell him. He copped... was battered and bruised in this game. Copped... Uh, had to leave the field for a HIA at one stage. I think you... Look, with a lack of quality hookers around playing around 16 and 19, if you're running like him and Harry, maybe you just cop, obviously having no hookers this week, if you do want to hold Harry, and you just play him as your second hooker when need. I don't know. I don't know. There's not a lot of hookers nailing things down at the moment, so maybe just hold Marnie, but he's 19 points is rough. Uh, Harrison Edwards was a late shift to the bench, which had people a little worried. He scored 40 points. There were a few, I believe a few players went off for HIAs at different stages, so probably helped his minutes a little bit. So, look, he'll make a decent chunk of money. 40, obviously, not not uh, what owners would have been hoping for. They would have wanted more, but again, he's there as a cash cow. He's a solid front row forward option. He'll make some good coin. Let's have a look at his minutes that he did play. It is a worry because the dogs do have some players coming back, and he did come off the bench. He played 64 minutes, which he came on early because of concussions, I believe. Maybe there's a plan to bring him on for 60 straight. I don't know, but good minutes for an okay score, so it doesn't change too much yet. You hold him for the time being. Anyway, he's got another good price rise incoming. Titans, David Fafita, 114 points, pre-updates. Holy shizzes. It was 900k going into this week. He scored his fourth consecutive ton. He has one score this season under 69. Holy moly. He's owned by only, I say only, but 80% of the top 10% of overall super coaches, so... There's 20% out there of top-ranked coaches who don't own him still. And it's just, honestly, if you if you didn't have him, he's absolutely killed you. Uh, Shout-out ads to Roosie, who I know is not an owner. I think ads on the potty this week. He's going to get an absolute roasting from I. So, Fifi, look, he's set to go up another 40K. He'll be at 940K. Look, the Titans... Miss round 13 and 16, which he would have been missing to Origin anyway. They play round 19, come back, and they face the Bunnies in round 14. If he is named to start for the Maroons, which I ex- expect he will be, you think he plays big minutes. Let me check when the Titans play in round 14. But if he's 940k, I think there's a really good antipod opportunity to cash in on all that money. He plays Saturday at 5.30, so pretty quick backup from Origin. Look, I probably won't do it, but genuine sell option because he is at absolute top dollar. And if he's playing limited minutes through Origin as they maintain him, God, if he goes down to a 50, 60-minute roll, yeah, I I will be tempted to sell, but God, hard to watch if if you did. Uh, elsewhere at the Titans, I said, not playing round 13 again, so more of a round 14 look, uh, more focused there, but there's not a lot going on. Tino, 98 points, you'll probably turn up after updates. Really good staff again with that coverage. Maybe he's a sell over the origin period. There's every chance that he is because he'll play good minutes for the Maroons. Moving on to the final game of the round, uh, the Raiders, 14, Seagulls, 42. 
And yes, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed listening to the Weekly Wrap podcast this week. No, just kidding. Uh, tough one for the Raids. Look, their discipline was pretty poor. They, they'd they been up five weeks in a row, and to, to go six on the trot would have been really big. And uh, I mean, we sit there and talk about Henley being a, a bit of a one-trick pony in Tommy Draboyevich. I know that's, that's harsh when we, there's the calibre of you know, players like Daly, Cherry Evans, Ruben Garrick, Josh Schuster in there. But Turbo looked just exceptional today. And 141 points pre-update, a hat trick. I think that's two or three, a few try assists in there. Try assists? Yeah, three tries, no try assists. He had 10 tackle breaks, a couple of ineffective offloads, so they'll be updated. Three line breaks, two line assists, 14 runs. No surprise that Tom Trebojevic looks back to near his best and Manly put in probably the best performance of the season or thereabouts. So Tommy Turbo, he'll play Origin. I mean, the one blow is that for, from a Supercoach perspective, as a Blues perspective, you beauty. But Supercoach-wise, anyone who did hold on to him thinking, oh, the way he's looked, he might not play Origin, he's straight into Origin. So very excited about that. Blow for Supercoach owners. And Manly also have the buy around 14. So do you hold? I think you have to hold him at his price, to be honest. But missing two weeks on the trot... You know, he'll obviously play Origin 2 and 3, you'd imagine. Does he rest after those games with his injury history? Big chance. I don't know. I guess you hold him. Ruben Garrick, turned up, gun. Josh Schuster. Oh, boy. I mean, I didn't play him, but I was never going to. But a lot of people offload him because he'd become so frustrating. I was just happy to see him get through the game, to be honest. So he will, off the tarn, set for big price rises. He is set to make 60k this week negative 25 break even caught through the game so should be available for owners for round 13 and man he's polarizing like we know he can score 100 we know he can score 20 and the fact that he's got that turning his rolling average down round 13 coverage i guess you just buy him don't you but big one this week but he looked very good defensively he missed uh, one or two but in attack, he looks great. So, mate, just give us another ton next week. Then I don't care what you do from there, to be honest. Uh, elsewhere in that one, started with Manly, obviously, but <clears throat> not too, too much else going on Manly-wise in Supercoach. The Raiders, Joey Tarpany, only 50 points. A little bit disappointing there because he got decent enough minutes. I think he played 60-odd. Uh, but good to see the minutes go up. Just wasn't offloading, mate. Free the arm, boy. Corey Horsburgh, 56. He had, I think, four offloads. So the Red Dog, yep, four offloads. So that should update nicely to sort of 65-70. Good one for owners. Matty Timico, 27 points after a boom month. Uh, a disappointing one there. Probably a bit too expensive to buy for around 13, especially with the 27 in his rolling average now. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Guys, that will wrap it up for the Weekly Wrap podcast. I hope you enjoyed it this week. Sitting in for the great Walsh Carlos, who will be back on deck next round. Hope your Supercoach side went well, and I hope you had an absolute belter of a weekend. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com